Welcome to the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Learner Publishing Group. I'm Julia Smith, and today I'm talking to Tamika Fryer-Brown and Nina Cruz about their new picture book biography, Not Done Yet, Shirley Chisholm's Fight for Change, which is available from Millbrook, Millbrook Press starting November 1st. Thank you for joining me, Tamika and Nina. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Great to meet you. Tell us about your book. Sure. Well, you want me to start, Nina? Sure. Okay, I'll start. Not Done Yet, Shirley Chisholm's Fight for Change is, of course, about the inimitable politician and changemaker, Shirley A. Chisholm. It's about her fighting spirit and how that evolved throughout her lifetime, starting from when she was a little girl. And it's also about her her sense of fairness and justice and all the different ways that she managed to use her voice for change. And it's written as a narrative, free verse poem. And Nina, I'll let you talk about the art. The art is done digitally. I used photographs of Shirley Chisholm as my reference material, photographs which are a, a ton of wonderful things, as well as some deep imagining of various scenes that happened before she was photographed and famous, but so done digitally as sort of digital collage, using a lot of the patterns and textures and things to evoke the scenes and the times. Awesome. Why did you all feel that it's necessary to tell kids about this woman? All right. So Shirley Chisholm is, you know, she's an incredible person. She really, you know, is someone who lived a life of purpose. She fought for what she believed in. She worked tirelessly to help other people and was just so, uh, so she was, a, and she was a first. And this is actually the 50th anniversary of the, of 1972, the year that she ran for president, was a real contender, got delegates, was really a seriously considered player in a very big field in that year for um, the presidential nomination. And that's a, a, a huge marker, a huge point when you think about what has happened and what has changed in this country since then in terms of the way in which politics are more open and accessible and there are many more people of color, women involved in politics. Absolutely. I, I agree. All, all of her first. And then there's her character, right? She she was a, a bold, a bold woman. She had an extremely high level of integrity. I think that was much unmatched in the politicians of her day, and some might say in the politicians of ours. And I and I think that, you know, boldness, integrity, and just a willingness to stand up and speak out for what you believe in, you know, even when that means that you have to stand alone to do it. Those are all qualities that our children would benefit from seeing modeled. And, you know, I don't think that there's a better better model for that than, than Shirley Chisholm. I love that. Absolutely. Tamika, why don't you tell us a little bit more about why you went with poetry to talk about Shirley? Yeah, you know what? So honestly, that my brain, my picture book writing brain just seems to work in, 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 in poems, in a series of poems. It could be free verse, it could be rhyming, but it just, you know, I think in poems. So to be honest, that is, it was a really natural and comfortable way for me to, to enter the story. Um, but beyond that, I think poetry is a really great way to introduce young readers to various topics, um, including nonfiction topics in and biographies in particular. 
I think the lyricism of poetry makes for just this really engaging sensory experience for young readers. And also the, the poetic framework is more, a more succinct way to tell a story oftentimes. And you just get to the heart of the points that you're trying to make more efficiently. And so I think that's also a positive as it relates to reader engagement. Nina, what about Shirley? Were you really trying to get at in your illustrations? Well, you know, I I knew who Shirley Chisholm was and knew about her. And, you know, I was really a child of some of the era in which she was in politics, even though I didn't wasn't represented by her in New York City, um, lived in a different part of the city at the time. But what I've really loved, and, you know, you start to fall in love with a character, a person, once you really look at them and spend time with them. And looking at photographs of Shirley Chisholm, I just fell in love with her energy, with her passion that was so clear and came through. Her intelligence comes through in every picture of her. She's incredibly photogenic. So that was what I knew I needed to get across in the pictures. And I felt like Tamika's text gave um, the rhythm and the energy that go- went along with that personality. And so showed that in, in words. So I wanted to make sure the pictures did the same thing and did justice to that. And the other thing was, you know, she was deeply invested in helping people, helping other people. And she was a politician. So she was always around other people. So as much as I was a little intimidated by having to draw lots of people for this book, I thought, well, I've got to put a lot of other people around Shirley Chisholm. Otherwise, we don't have the half the story. And, and, and may I just jump in to say that Nina did an amazing job with the illustrations. I mean, from the time I saw the sketches, I mean, I would just scream at my screen and they were just so vibrant and and you know, lively, and they just really reflected who Shirley Chisholm was. And so I just always have to give her her props on that. She did an amazing job. Oh, I mean, yes, you both did. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about your process, just in terms of research or method. Tamika, let's start with you. Of course, I read Shirley's autobiography, which was Unbought and Unbossed. And I also read another biography about her by Barbara Winslow called Shirley Chisholm Catalyst for Change. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to, because of Shirley Chisholm and who she was and very public figure, there was a lot of video of her. So I watched a documentary by Shala Lynch, um, Chisholm 72, and that was about her presidential, you know, run. And I also was able to look at other interviews and video of her. Um, One that was really, really instrumental and I got a lot of information from was her interview with the National Visionary Leadership Project. And so, yeah, and then I read lots of articles on her. And really what I was trying to do was get a sense of who she was as a human being, not just, you know, all of her accomplishments, but but her character and her personality and just the way she spoke. And, and once I felt like I, I had this visceral sense of who she was, that's when I started to write the story. That's so great. And it's, you know, those sources are, there's so much in them. And to think that you like pulled it down and distilled it into such. And, and you know, that's a process, right? And it takes rounds, like, because of, of course, you know, there's so much information. So you say, okay, what is it that I think is really, really important about her life? 
And so you write that down and then you start writing the story. At least I started writing the story and then I was like, okay, it's still too much. And you just have to kind of whittle and whittle. And then at some point you say, well, what is the narrative thread? What is the focus, the thing that you're trying to get across? And it was her spirit, her fighting spirit and how she was the type of person that it just was important to her to stand up and speak out for what she believed in. And so once I figured out that's what I want to to focus on, and then I made sure that all of the scenes that were included kind of supported that that thing. Amazing. Nina, how about you? Well, first, of course, I had the pleasure of working with Tamika's fantastic manuscript. So I get this possibility, this project, and I read through everything that she said and how she's presented Shirley. And so my job is is very different and in a way very simple on a certain sense in that I look at what she has written and I think about how to make that to amplify mm-hmm. what she's done. That's basically what you, you're, you know, you're working with as an illustrator is how do you amplify the story, the words that are, are presented to you, right? And so how do you bring all the things that she's put into all those pieces? So that was the fun part. Of course, then the work part of it for me was that then I had to sit down and I had to look through tons of um, research as well. I did also read Unbought and Unbossed because I wanted to sit, sit through and see what other things came out, what other things that might be a visual idea that might relate to some of the scenes that she talked about. You know, so um, in fact, one page, the page where the, she's running for Congress. And so she, there's James Farmer on one side and she's on the other side in the line of people at the bottom. And I just thought about the people who she said were going to the polls for her. And she really reached out to women a lot. So that's why you see mostly women are in that group. And she talked about how she spoke Spanish and James Farmer didn't. And there was a large, I think 30% of the district was Spanish speaking. So I made, you know, I thought, okay, so let me make sure that I show this sort of group of people, these were the people who were actually there in line for her to vote. So, and then, you know, I love the internet. I mean, it's great. So I could just sort of search and find and search in all different kinds of ways and try to figure out how to find enough images to really answer all the questions that come up to me of going like, well, so she's teaching kindergarten in 19... 40, what does that look like? And you start looking through each of these things and and going down lots of rabbit holes, which I really enjoy. It's really fun for me to do. So that's kind of, that was my part of the process of research. (laughs) It's so fascinating. And how about the collaboration aspect? Was there much back and forth between you? I know a lot of times it's sort of kept very separate by publishers, but every book is different. Right. You know what? There was not a lot of collaboration throughout the process. I mean, I think the most contact we had throughout the process was when I would get sketches and I would love them. And I would send her a message and said, Nina, you put your foot in those, those sketches. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And she would say, thank you. Right. And that would, that would be it. <laughs> I think there were a couple of things we, I had questions about just so I needed to understand better. I think we had a couple of, and those we put, you know, sent through Carol Hintz, the editor. So you kind of just, exactly. that's sort of originally the traditional way of doing things. And, um, you know, now sort of post having done all that work on it. Now we're getting to know each other better, which is fantastic and wonderful. So that's a, a, an added benefit of this project is we've gotten to be gotten a friendship going now. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. I love it. 
So because we are part of the American Library Association, we always like to talk a tiny bit about libraries. I can see this book working really well in collections and being useful in a lot of different ways. Where do you really see it being an asset for librarians? I I agree. I think that there are so many different ways. I mean, let's just start with American history, right? She was a really important and transformative figure in American history. So you know, let's start there. Then, of course, you, you you do have women's history, Black history, Caribbean history, politics and activism. I mean, like you said, there are just so many academic and educational areas that this book would fit, not only in classrooms and library spaces, but I think also in home libraries. I think that the way that the story is written in a way that is really accessible for young readers and, and with the poetic style that you said, Julia, I won't say it myself, is very lively. And and then I will say that the images are super colorful and captivating. I think this is one of those books that a child owning in their personal libraries, they're going to want to read it more than once. And so that's a really, that's a win. So that's, that's where I see it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the Caribbean history, because I think that even though she was, she's born in America, it is an immigrant story in so many ways, because her story is really part of uh, the Caribbean sort of immigration from, you know, from the Caribbean to particularly Brooklyn, New York. And um, while another thing that I read while working on the, the illustrations for this book was Brown Girl Brownstones by Paul Marshall, which is about a Barbadian family who comes to New York and buys a house and sort of the story really echoed back to her own experience, to Shirley Chisholm's experience too because, you know, they're very much going back and forth between those two places and that being really kind of an immigrant experience too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and Shirley herself could, you know, even though she was born in, in Brooklyn and lived most of her life here, you know, she would tell you she was still a Bajan girl. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she, she um, was really proud and connected to her um, Caribbean heritage. So, yeah. Thank you so much for that. I just want to hear, since this will be our last little bit, about any other things you're working on right now, if you can talk about them. I know you can't always. Well, let's see. I'm working on, I'm writing my own nonfiction poetry right now, (laughs) working on a biography of Virginia Hamilton that will be told in a series of poems, not one long poem, but a series of poems. And that'll be published by Christy Ottaviano. We're hoping for early 2024. Awesome. Are you illustrating that also? I'm illustrating it too. (gasps) Yes. Fantastic. Today, October 18th, I just had the book release, 12 Dinging Doorbells, published by Coquila and illustrated by Ebony Glenn. And at the end of January, I will have published 12, I'm sorry, at the end of January, I will have published That Flag, illustrated by Nicholas Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, you heard of that one? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm excited about it. Thank you. And um, And we just, it was just announced that I have a book a second book coming out with um, FSG and it's called You Are Ode to a Big Kid. So those are the projects that I have on the horizon. 
Oh my gosh, you guys are so busy. I'm happy to hear it because I love getting in books from both of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with me. And thanks to everyone listening to the Shelf Care Interview. This Shelf Care Interview was sponsored by Learner Publishing Group, publisher of Tamika Fryer-Brown and Nina Cruz, Not Done Yet. Shirley Chisholm's Fight for Change, available November 1st. Happy reading! Happy reading!